All right, everybody, welcome back to the Champions of Small Business podcast. I'm Charlie Anderson. I'll be your host today, and I'm joined by Linda Gavry today. Uh, Linda has a personal chef business called Taste Buds. Yes. You guys are located right here in Mechanicsburg, just like us. We are actually, I'm cooking out of a kitchen in Enola right now. Oh, so. okay. Yep. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Linda's Linda's here today. She uh, was kind enough to, to join us on this journey here, this podcast that we're still getting set up, and i um, very excited to talk to you today. I love cooking. I love all things cooking, so I got some like I, I got some questions for you on how all you right. translate all of this into business and and just everything that goes with that. So, um, yeah, let's get started though. Like, tell me tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about who is Linda. How did you get into this business? How did you you know get into cooking? You know, kind of take me through all the all the steps here. Sure. So I started um, the business about ten years ago, and. Really what I came from, I have a master's degree in nutrition, okay. um, and I, it always seemed to me like there was such a disconnect between, you know, the stuff that people know that they should eat or think that they should eat yeah. and what actually ends up on the dinner plate. Right. So for me, like, I always love cooking, loved anything culinary, so just to help bridge that gap seemed like a really natural progression for me. So I didn't want to work in a restaurant kitchen. I didn't want the hours. I wanted to be able to see my family. Yes. Didn't want to work weekends. Yep, no nights and weekends. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the hard part about culinary. So yeah. um, I started doing this part-time when my kids were little, mm-hmm. um, a couple of days a week, one or two days a week. And at that point, it was really cooking in client homes. So I would, um, when I would get a new client, I would develop a menu for them, go over like their food you know, whatever they needed to eat, whatever they wanted, types of foods they were looking for. Right. Um, design a menu specifically for them. And then on their cook day, would actually go to their house, do the shopping, whatever, um, go to their house and prepare everything, leave it in the fridge, nice. you know, ready to eat, heating instructions, good yeah. to go. Um, so a few years ago, really COVID was, you know, a change for a lot of people in how yeah. they did their business. Yeah. Um, everything shut down for a while. And once we opened back up, like it was just – you know, complicated going into people's houses because people had different levels of comfort with, you know, what they sure. wanted to do. And, yeah. you know, kids were sick or not sick or, you know, no one really knew what was going on for yeah. a while there. So it was, it was confusing. Yeah. Um, and I started thinking about just ways that I could expand my business. I had mm-hmm. a, a really full client load at that point, like four or five days a week. And nice. You know, I was like, I can't, you know, and I want to be able to expand this, um, but I can't do this on my own right. going into people's houses. So um, it took a little while to find a kitchen. Um, there's a, a church in Enola, actually, that um, rents out their kitchen space. It's mm-hmm. inspected by the state. So, nice. um, yeah, so we're cooking out of there right now. About six months ago, started in that space, um, doing the same the same deal, very personalized menus for all of our clients. Um, I've hired some staff at this point, so we're just really getting rolling with expanding. So Congratulations. That's that's awesome. Thank you. So, I mean, this, this, is, this is a real, like, a legitimate operation here. You got staff people you got a kitchen a commercial kitchen that you're working out of how was um something you said earlier so how and it's it's funny that like it's it's a topic every single time I sit down with somebody here but COVID was was COVID like a big thing for your business or did it kind of draw things back a little bit it was good in some ways Mm -hmm. um I mean obviously the shutdown was not good for anyone right um so but once things started to open back up again, there was a lot of people who just weren't going out to restaurants or restaurants weren't open. Yeah. So the in-home cooking thing became a lot 
more interesting to a lot of people. Yeah. So I got a lot of calls right after everything started to open up again. Um, you know, lost a few clients maybe, but it, it, sure. it kind of balanced out. Sure. Um, yeah, that was definitely, it was really bad for restaurants. Um, yeah. But for personal chefs with the kind of one-on-one individualized attention, yeah. I think it was really good in some ways. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about, because, like, my initial, like, knee-jerk reaction was that it was probably good because if, if you don't, if somebody doesn't want to cook, I mean, right. they just order right in essentially. Right. Um, but no, that's really, that's, that's really cool. And it's, yeah, it's like a recurring thing. Like everybody has a story with COVID on how it affected them or whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. And I mean, we're like, I'm a roofer, so we were kind of relatively kind of untouched by it. Right. You know, we had to shut down for a little bit, but it didn't really, it wasn't really like a big bother or some things. Um, but so, so you, you went to college for nutrition mm-hmm. and you got kids, you got, you got all that. <laughs> how do you like, how do you traverse at, like having kids and having business? Cause I, I have Hard. two, I have two <laughs> myself and like, I can't, I still can't figure it out between this and my, my business. Like, I don't know how to figure this whole thing out. It's, it's really hard and it's a day-to-day you know who's gonna take care of what who's gonna yeah you know my husband's been great with good you know my kids are um fourth grade sixth grade and eighth grade right mm-hmm. now so they're kind of at that independent enough to be able to do things on their own but yeah they all play sports so they all have practices and they all have after school stuff yeah. and they all have homework and you know the whole shebang yep. so it's I, I wish i had words of wisdom on how to effectively balance all that, but it's a work in progress. Yeah. Cause it's such, it's such a thing that like, I think it's good as uh, us and like, you know, people like us that are in a position where we, you know, we have our own businesses and we're showing our kids, a, you know, positive, being a positive role model and showing them that you can do anything that you want. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like I miss so much time with my kids as a result of my business. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, Good too. I mean, they see they see the hard stuff about owning a business. They mm-hmm. see like the late nights, and they see the you know just the kind of constant sometimes can't get away from it aspect right. of it. So they they know firsthand what it means, but they yeah. also see the payoffs. They see you get to work your own schedule a little bit, and right. sometimes they can take off in the middle of the day to go do whatever they need. Yep. Um. So I I do think it's balance. Um. And they you know, my kids are great too. Like they'll when I was cooking in client homes they would when I would get home they would unload the car for me because I had to haul all my equipment with me so you know they help out in those ways they'll come do dishes for me in the kitchen they'll ride along sometimes when I deliver so you know there are ways to kind of get them involved at least with what I do so that's a good piece that's a good piece of advice plus they like to taste test things so they're always up for like I was just just gonna say your household is probably (laughs) awesome like I don't know (laughs) your kids get to try do you still even cook at home like I, I do like because I like <laughs> cooking for my family, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some nights when it's chicken patties and French fries, you know, oh, yeah. I, you know, just to be honest, yeah. there are nights when it all falls apart and just whatever's in the fridge is what they're getting. Right. So, yeah. I was, I was like, I was kind of wondering, you know, if someone that, you know, like me, like I love food, I love cooking. Um, I, my YouTube, my Instagram, every part of me is, is it's just the algorithms just deliver me food related content at all times. Yeah. You know, I have nice stuff at home and I really enjoy being a home cook, mm-hmm. but I feel like translating that into a business might be like a downfall for me. It's, you know, it's that it would yeah. destroy my will or my love of cooking. Right. You know, um, right. you know, do you ever find yourself struggling with that? Like to, to, yeah. I mean, there are some days when 
Like, you know, doing the dishes, certainly, that's a whole other yeah. <laughs> part of it. Oh, that yeah. gets all the, all the background work that you have to do in a kitchen. Yeah. Um, the grocery shopping and, and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's just part of what you got to do. But honestly, I don't love going to the grocery store anymore at this point. <laughs> I'm good. I've had enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it, and I think for me too, that was one of the challenges with starting this business because I did it because I really love to cook and I really love food and I yeah. like trying to um, adjust what people need to eat because I get a lot of people with really specific dietary challenges and right. it's, it's hard sometimes to figure out, you know, how to make, you know, I can do meals for a week, but to do it again the next week, like to keep fresh ideas coming, yeah. that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, so, but translating those skills into not just cooking, but owning a business and all of the other stuff that comes with owning a business, like mm-hmm. marketing, the financial stuff, like all those kind of things, yeah. like that's, that's the hard part, at yeah. least for me. So the cooking in some ways is that's the fun part. I still get to do that. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. The all the other stuff that goes into business is is not is is not the fun part. But you gotta do it. Yeah. You know? You gotta yeah. do it. Do you do it all yourself? Um, I have some help with stuff, yeah. You do good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the best thing I ever did from for my business was to step away from doing like bookkeeping and doing like I still do a lot of marketing activities, but like that's the stuff I enjoy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um so um, what's your, like, what's your biggest challenge right now? Would you say as like someone that's in, like in business right now and you know, you're 10 years in, which is awesome by the way, 10 years, that's a hard <laughs> milestone to hit for a lot of businesses, Yeah, you yeah. know? And there's been a lot of changes with how I've run things and yeah. time progression and stuff. Right. Going, cause, yeah. cause you, 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 you started cooking in your home, right. And then moved it out. Into like no, a, I never cooked or, in my cause you, you were, can't. Yeah. And in Pennsylvania, well, with this kind of thing, you can't cook in your home and deliver oh, that, okay. prepared meals to people. You right. can do like baked goods and you know, there's some things that you can yeah. do, but for the stuff that I do, um, how do people, how do big companies get away with it then for like delivering like ready-made meals? Like meal delivery. Yeah. So they typically will prepare in a, in a, kitchen expected oh. kitchen and then just deliver them so it's the same idea as what i do just okay. a totally different scale okay yeah. got it yeah got it yeah and there are i mean there's people that sell foods at farmer's markets there are some foods that you can sure can do that with legally you, you skirt around skirt, skirt around the rules a yeah. little bit well the way the way i skirted well i followed the rules but the way yes. i kind of skirt around it was if you cook in someone's home and the meals are eaten there yep like then the state doesn't have to come in and inspect it it's just in home meal preparation for that client makes perfect um, sense yeah makes yeah. perfect sense so yeah like what's your what's your as far as your business goes right now like what's what's the biggest challenge that you think you're 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 facing i think it's time for one like time. there's just not enough time in the day to do all the stuff that needs to get done yeah I'm trying to prioritize you know what to do when um for me just finding the finding the help i need sometimes with like marketing or you know all the all the financials all the stuff yeah like finding time to um be in the business but still be out of the business and running it is it's a really hard balance right like i'm not we're not big enough that i can completely be out of the kitchen not doing any of the the hands-on type stuff yeah um so finding finding the balance between doing the stuff you need to do to keep the business running and actually like making the food and getting it to clients so, so you can keep the business running right is definitely hard yeah because it's it's you cooking all the all the food right now, right? Or I have you have two a, chefs, yeah, have two who chefs. are working for me. Yeah, okay. so one is is mostly full yeah. time, and the other is part time. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. How many clients do you do you, do you have that carry? Um, in a week, it varies from like maybe uh, eight or nine to probably like 
11, I think is the most we've done. Nice. Yeah, so That's awesome, though. And so the food that you guys cook, you you are you're tailoring it to like specific dietary mm-hmm. needs too. Yep. That's that's like my my wife and I did a meal delivery kit like way back way back when it was like mm-hmm. before I think it was even before COVID, um, and it was it was it was nice it was convenient, but one of the things I noticed is I was just eating a ton of butter, and <laughs> I wasn't being like it wasn't a healthy. It wasn't a healthy alternative, that's right. for sure. So it sounds like the stuff that you guys do can be, mm-hmm. you can force me to eat healthy. Yeah. <laughs> we try not to force people to eat stuff, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's. And but I if it's the, there and if it's there, you're going to eat it, right? Right. You know, yeah. it's the, having to cook it is the hard part. You know, that's the that's where the customization come comes in with, which you can't really get with one of the meal kit delivery companies. They all say yes, we're customized to whatever diet you want, but you know, over time, like you end up kind of getting the same thing. And I have yes. a lot of clients that have said that, like a lot of them have tried. That's why we left. Milk kit. Yeah. That's, you just, there's just not the variety. That's um, why we left them. Do, so. Yeah. It's like 36 meals total. Like when you break it down, there's like 30, or there might be more than 36, but it was probably like 50 meals. And you're like, yeah, I can't eat the same thing again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you're getting the same thing every five weeks. Like you kind of start to notice there's a yeah. pattern with it. Yeah. And, or yeah. it's some, it's some different iteration of the same, instead of it being chicken. Now it's, it's pork this time and then it's going to be a turkey meatball and then it'll be a beef. And then it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you find those kind of places like challenging to like go up against, you know, uh, for, for, for your business or did like, does it, does so it take much. away? Yeah. I, I've had a lot of clients that have used meal delivery kits like that. Yeah. And you know, they kind of are like, yeah, this isn't really what we want. And the packaging too always gets to people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's so much packaging with them. Yeah. And yeah, I think they definitely have a place and they work great for some people. So not to, you know, not to say they're not workable. Sure. Um, but it, one of the challenges for me too, just with doing like my weekly clients, like just keeping stuff fresh for them. Like it's, right. it is hard to always come up with yeah. new ideas or um, something different. Um, so it's, that has been definitely benefit to having a, a few chefs working for me yeah. so we can bounce ideas off each other and come up with some new menus sure. and, and new things. So have you thought about using AI? I have thought about it, but I haven't like write tell chat yeah. GPT to write you a menu. I don't, yeah. I don't really like chat GP chat GPT for a lot of things because I, I think it's, it's impersonal and I like, I like the personal creative aspect to cooking and a lot of other things. But if you have to, if you have 11 clients, 50, 50 weeks a year, it's a lot of meals to come up with. <laughs> That's a lot of weeks to come up with yeah. week in, week out. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I don't envy that whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it's it's a challenge sometimes, mostly it's fun. Yeah. You know? So we can we can always tweak old ideas and you know it is interesting. So people, families in particular, everyone has menus or meals that they like that yeah. they want in the rotation on a on a fairly regular basis. So right. when I think about my own family, we have standbys that we go to, totally. you know, just the stuff you don't have to think about. It's just the stuff everybody likes, you know, everyone's gonna eat. So it, it is it's fun to see what the favorites for different families are because they are just all over the map. With, right. You know, this family likes this and this person likes this and what's the um, what's the most common meal you cook, you think? Besides chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody likes chicken. Everyone likes chicken. <laughs> um, we have a few favorites. There's like a broccoli and cheese stuffed chicken that we do a lot. Perfect. Um, we have a lot of salads that are on regular rotation that yeah. people really enjoy. Yeah. Um, simple stuff. It's not always super crazy fancy. It's yeah. just good food done well. So. It's, the, it's, it's the simple things done with love and care that 
because I, I I looked at your Instagram before you you came over, and I was like, this is like. Because in in my mind, like I take something like this and I kind of compare it to something like a meal kit, which is very low quality ingredients, very kind of haphazardly. It's a it's a it's a meat, it's a vegetable, it's a starch, and then it's some version of a pan sauce every single time, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like throw in two knobs of butter and stir it, and then um, they take it off the heat, stir in cold butter. It's like it's the same damn thing. Um, but I saw what you guys were doing. I mean, there's fresh salmon, fresh. I mean, everything looked. Like it was restaurant quality. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like seriously, yeah. it was. Yeah. Maybe your food photography skills are just really good. They're also those I are also are great really for that. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we do try. Um, we try to get local ingredients whenever we can. Nice. Um, so try to work with local vendors when we can to get, um, to get what's available in season. Very nice. Um, so and we do work with our customers too. So some people want all organic. Some people want, you know, it's not really a, a issue for them. Um, so we, we do try to customize everything to that as well. Nice. Um, some people love baked goods. I was like that because I like baking things. <laughs> you do de- like, you yeah. do desserts too? We do some desserts, a lot of muffins, like some, you know, breakfast type things. Stuff that's um, easier to yeah. like make in, make in bulk yeah. and then mm-hmm. package up. Yeah. Man, I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I should, I should start doing this earlier in the day because I'm like, I'm sitting here <laughs> like struggling right now. Um, What's um, I have n- another recurring question on this show that I'm kind of trying to introduce here. But can you tell me about a time when a customer was wrong, but you had to pretend that they were right? Can you think of anything like that? Um, I feel like there's always an interesting story behind these. I, you know, I don't know that I have a specific story because I, you know, I don't want to tell my customers. Of but, course, you know, <laughs> there with food, it's a little different because it's so subjective yeah you know so oh that's a good point people yeah that um you know say that they want a thing a certain way and then they're like well i really wanted it this way or it was a little different than what i thought it would i'm like well <laughs> there's there's only so much we can do about that i mean if i tell you you approve a menu yeah um and then you're expecting something different some of that is just communication breakdown sure you know so sometimes that's probably on us a little bit more than on the client but right um yeah this job is really personal so you really get to know you get to know people well because cooking for people is personal yeah absolutely you know what people eat there's a lot of emotional attachment to that sometimes um so it's some of my favorite clients are uh, my older clients because mm-hmm. they just have so many stories about what they like or what they don't like. Or, you know, I like, I lock, I like this box cake mix because that's what my wife used to make for me oh, you know, for awesome. the past 40 years. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Like that's, <laughs> you know, that that's what you love and that's what makes you happy. Then that's what we'll do. Man, that's, so. and that's what makes some like, that's what makes what you do so much more important than a meal than a meal kit or a delivery service that puts the meals together for you and you put all the ingredients together or um, like the fact that you can tailor something as something down to a cake mix for, for somebody because it means something special to them. Cause yeah. I mean, food is a special thing. Yeah. You know, I know I was always, the, the way I was brought up was like food was very personal. It was very um, like, it was special to us, mm-hmm. you know, like my family, always, like my dad, you know, always enjoyed cooking um, my mom didn't enjoy cooking quite as much, but I think that's why she was with my dad because he just took <laughs> care. Of it. Yeah, he worked in like the seafood industry, so he was in. Oh, nice. He was in with like he, he's still in it. 
remember he would come home from work with like fish scales on his clothes and they would like fall on the carpet and like we'd pick them out. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a really cool thing. And that's, that's why, you know, I think I kind of mentioned to you when we were messaging about this, like that's the, that's the point of this whole podcast is that when you use a local business, the level of service that you can get will, it's, it's just that much is so much better not to put down large companies, right? I mean, these big companies have a place in society and they can, they can help the masses. Um, but on a personal level, like you're not going to get that from hello fresh or you're not going to get that from freshly or any of these other meal kits. So I, I, I think what you guys do is just is super, super important to society. And I'm glad that it's working well for you. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's nice too, just because of, you know, the relationships you can form with other businesses too. So, yeah. you know, the the vendors that I can get some of my stuff from, like that when I support them, when my customers support me and I can support them, like there's just roots that spread out, you know, a lot further than you think that they're going to. Yeah. So that's, it's it's great. It's the beauty of small business in a community. Like you really support each other. And yeah. it's, it's really it's really great. That's and that's what I want to see that's what I want to see happen here. You know? Yeah. As a as a roofing business, I don't get to really like put my feelers out for a bunch of other businesses here, but you know, hopefully this podcast can kind of be a, a a jumping point for that to, to help those businesses. But, um, man, so, um, is there anything that like, is there anything you can think that like you kind of wish people understood about being a business owner or like running your own business? That's, that's kind of hard to, you know, to convey. Right. I, I just how much business decisions affect family life. Yeah. You know, like, so you have, it's more than just you have a rough day at work and you come home and, you know, life is crazy and you're just trying to deal with everything all at once. But, you know, just, um, you know, obviously the financial impact is, is huge for a family. But yeah. just the, the little stuff that clients do when they, you know, when they have to cancel last minute, but they're like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I, you know, so some of them are like, we won't cancel because we know that this is going to impact you, yeah. you know? And it, it's not just, you know, hey, I'm not going to go shopping at Target today, you know? Like, that's, you know, not really that hugely impactful on a huge company, but to a company like us, like, it's, it's a big deal, Yeah, you know? Every um, little bit just, matters. Yeah, every, every little bit really makes a difference. Yeah. It's, you know, being able to pay my employees versus not being able to pay them or yes. being able to give them a raise or being able to give them, you know, what they're working really hard for. Sure. So I, I think that's, you feel responsible as a business owner for, you know, obviously just your family and, you know, the state of your business in general, but your employees and, and trying yeah. to make sure that, you know, they're taken care of and sometimes sure. that comes first and, you know, your family kind of gets a backseat. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a challenge. You, you, you're, you're so right. That's, that's, I mean, your, your employees, basically become your family like you take care of your employees like you take care of your children yeah you know your work family yeah it's your work family you know but now these people actually literally rely on you right. you know if you do if you're if you're not able to perform or bring in the business or bring in the clients um like they don't get a paycheck right and that's it's like sobering right it's like, it's sobering it feels like it's not like bringing a baby home from the hospital but in some ways you're like well this is another person I have to take care of and, yeah you know the responsibility it, it gets heavy but you know, there's also, there's also blessing to it. I think, yeah. you know, to be able to say, Hey, you know, I worked really hard and this is supporting my family, but it's supporting this family too. And yes. 
you know, this is what we can do. And it, it really it makes you appreciate your clients a lot more. Oh, too, yeah. To, yeah. You know. The people who do consistently show up for you right. week in, week in, week out. Yeah. And I think other small business owners understand that more so than. Oh, very much you know, so. Everyone understands how, how it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, um, um, I have a therapist that I see and, um, he just recently kind of branched out, started his own small business. And I was like, um, and my, my, some days my, sometime my, my days get away from me. And I was like, listen, man, I'll, one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to cancel on you. If something comes up, I'm going to do my damnedest not to cancel on you. I will always just simply reschedule on you. Cause yeah. You know, I know that's that, you know, simple, it's not even a large ticket, but it's, you know, $85 or something like little things. I mean, just the consistency of little income is a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're putting your, putting your plan together for the week that I'm going to see these, this many clients at this price and, you know, okay, okay, cool. I, I can make it this week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah, That's kind of the domino effect of, you know, your decisions matter to a lot of people. Yeah. 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 That's where like, I, I always get kind of frustrated a little bit because I see people like write bad reviews for a business where, and for a small business or a large business at that. And it's something that's like kind of out of their control. Like you mentioned earlier, like if someone's like, I don't like salt and pepper on my chicken, but you put salt and pepper on the chicken. It's like, it's like, well, that doesn't mean that I cooked you a bad meal. It's right. just simply that, you know, I'm sorry. I missed your, your, your preference there, but right. you got to afford a little bit of leniency to someone who's literally handling all of it. Right. You know, yeah. like yeah. we had, we had someone years ago, write us a bad review for, you know, I think somebody, somebody didn't like the way one of our guys was driving, but like, and you know, there's a momentary lapse in judgment. Like it happens. Right. right? Yeah. No one's I've cut, perfect. I, like I've cut people off. I'm sorry. I really did. If you're listening, I didn't mean it. Like it was nothing personal, <laughs> you know, but it was plastered on our business for the longest time. And you know, it's, you it's know, hard to escape those reviews sometimes. Yeah. You know? But, you know, the, the, the over, the, the effects are so far reaching, mm-hmm. you know, because one person could choose to not use your business because of that. Right. You know, and I just think that's, uh, not to sit here and just complain about it, but it's like a gripe it's, of mine, you know? No, it, I get it. It's really frustrating because <laughs> there's literally nothing you can do about it. You know, you can always try to correct a real problem, but you can't always change people's mind about stuff that's not really a problem. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's hard, I think, too. You know, you, you don't want to micromanage your employees. Like, you, you hire them, you trust them to do their job. Right. Um, but you do worry, you know, like, well, what if this person is going to, like, make a mistake or going to forget? So, you know. Right. <laughs> there's always kind of that level of, you know, letting people do their job and trusting them to do it well. Yeah. But you're still responsible for what they do. Yeah. At the so, end of the day, yeah. the buck stops with you, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah that's th- these, these are the things that, like, I didn't consider when I, when I got in, into business, like, um, and especially employees, employees is such a, like, I care for my employees so much. And, you know, if you like, like, do you ever have those times where you feel like a bad leader, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. And like those, like f- those like feelings of doubt kind of creep in your head and mm-hmm. you're like, I can't do this for these people. You know, like that's the stuff that I never really like. That's the stuff they don't tell you about on shark tank, you know? Yeah. I used to I used to love that show until I started running a business and yeah. I was like, no, this is this is not correct at all. Yeah. I'm like, it's too stressful. I can't yeah. watch it. It's too yeah. They just yeah. fast forwarded through all the bad stuff. Right. And yeah. they're like, Oh, we sold our company for a billion dollars. Yeah. It's not how it goes. 
<laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, I made a million dollar in sales. I'm like, well, that's great, but how much did you how output much did you, to how get much, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your actual profit? Yeah, there, exactly. So. What did you make? Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's something that in in especially in like the roofing business, it's really difficult. Like people talk a lot about what they do in business. It's kind of like a chest beating. Like I did this many million in sales, and it's like, well, what did you what'd you keep? Right. You know. And I think to any business owner that's listening, like, don't worry about what you do. You know, there's 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 companies out there that do a quarter of what you probably do for and make more money. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really hard. You can't know someone else's bottom line until you know. They tell you it's there's a lot of information you can put out there to make yourself seem like you're a lot more successful than you are, and right. Sometimes that's fine, you know. Yeah. You, you got to do what you got to do, but yeah. yeah. So what's like the um, what's what's the next steps for you? Is there is there anything big coming down the pipeline, or you see yourself, you know, grow into six chefs and servicing a larger area or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, we would love to do that. Um, Summers tend to be a little bit of a slower time just because people are on vacation. You know, schedules change, sure. um, that kind of thing. So we're looking to open up more like catering options, like nice. small group or corporate caterings, that yeah. kind of thing for the weekends or yep. um, end of the week. We're, we're usually pretty busy at the beginning of the week, but just weekly weekly meal service clients. Yeah. Um, but the end of the week is a little bit more open for us. So looking to expand things there. Nice. Um, it's you know, the the church that we're cooking out of is great. They've been awesome in letting us rent their kitchen space. Yeah. But, you know, at some point we'd like to have our own brick and mortar kind of yeah. <laughs> place we can hang our hat for good and, yeah. and expand that way. So would you ever open a restaurant now that you've been that that you've been no. Still wouldn't go for it, huh? <laughs> no, no, I would not. I, I just it's really just hours like yeah. I don't spend time with my family. Like my kids are only gonna be young for not too much longer. So, that's right. Yeah. I just, I can't see that that's, that's the way I want to go. And I, I do like the, um, knowing that the food that we put out is someone's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night dinner. Like that's just what they're eating the majority of their time. And I do, I like that, yeah. you know, to know that what we're putting out of the kitchen really matters. It's more than just like a one-off kind of a meal that you're going to have. So. Right. Yeah. You're, you're sitting there eating your, you know, you're eating dinner at night and you're, you're like, there's 11 people out there, 15 people out there that are literally enjoying a nice meal right now because of me. <laughs> sometimes that ruins your dinner and sometimes not. You, know? <laughs> you start to wonder, did I do that right? Yeah. <laughs> your kids help you cook at all in like the, in, in the kitchen? They do. Yeah. They like to cook. Yeah. They like to help out with stuff. And they, honestly, I've got two boys um, who will taste test anything. Yeah. My daughter too. I should, I should give her the credit for that. Too. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're guinea pigs a lot of time when we're trying out a new recipe. Or, yeah. You know. That's something I want to I want to try to do is like instill my joy for cooking mm-hmm. in my kids because there's something so cathartic about it, yeah. you know. And again, I'm, I'm I'm coming from a person who does it purely for pleasure, not not from business. <laughs> You're probably like, shut up over there. There's nothing <laughs> cathartic about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've always I've, I've in the back of my mind, I'm always I've always wanted to open a like open a restaurant or be in the food service somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I don't. There's something. Like I love that personal that personal aspect to it that you can, you know, you can make somebody's night and really like, I mean, literally release endorphins in their head if you give them a good like a really good meal. Like you're sure. you're you're doing something physically to this person that's helping them feel better. Yeah. Or, um, but that's really cool. So how do you um, as far as like nutrition? You said you you studied nutrition, right? Mm-hmm. There's um, what do you do to like get people eating a little bit better like 
Well, do so you like do you sneak do like do you sneak vegetables in into people's food? <laughs> Chop up things really fast. Yeah, like like you're them. like you're feeding a three year old. <laughs> I would try not to do that. <laughs> um, so I won't give diet advice to people because people have so many like medical conditions and stuff like that. Like I'm Fair. not like I don't know what's going on, so I won't tell them what I think that they should eat. Right. Um, so most of the time when people come to me with a hey, my doctor told me I need to do this, or like I want to try this particular whatever Mm -hmm. if it's something crazy that like i personally would have moral issues with cooking you know if i'm like hey that's not that's not healthy i can't like i can't you know you can't live on zucchini and water you know yeah i won't do that um but most of the time it's it's really just trying to work with whatever whatever they give me Mm -hmm. and see what we can make for them that still tastes good so um which is really hard sometimes to be honest with you and i think that's why people come to us like like hey the doctor said should try to avoid onions and garlic and broccoli and you know whatever and then I'm left with like three vegetables that I yeah. think I can eat and, you know <laughs> what can I do with that yeah. eat them every day and still still try to be healthy so um it, it's more of that kind of a challenge than trying to like sneakily make people eat the way that I think that they should or Got it. something like that got so. it yeah because I like I wonder like for myself even I have um I have Im- issues with inflammation and my doctor's like, we should have, you should eat a diet that's low in things that don't cause inflammation. Right. And that list is, really is ridiculous. Per- like, it's ridiculously long. Yeah. Like yeah. I've, I like, I won't eat anything if I, if it comes down <laughs> to that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and I do have clients that have, you know, there's like the autoimmune protocol diet that yeah. um, is really super restrictive at the beginning. And the yeah. point is just to kind of. You introduce things Right, slowly. gradually reintroduce things. And I've gone through that process with a few clients. Uh, oh, um, nice. Which is, which is really kind of rewarding to say, hey, we started here. And these are the things that we're adding in. And, yeah. you know, how's that working? How's it not working? Do we yeah. have to step back a little bit? Um, so, like, that's, that's kind of a cool process to be able to see, yeah, that's, you know, if it makes a difference in someone's health. Yeah. Um, so that's that's neat. No, that's that's really cool. That's something that like I see myself even like utilizing something like that because there's something in me that causes massive amounts of infl- infl- inflammation, but I can't quite pinpoint what it is. And when I try to do it myself, all of a sudden life catches up with me, <laughs> and I'm like, maybe I'm just gonna eat my kids' peanut butter and jelly sandwich for instead of like cooking something healthy, mm-hmm. or something non and non non that's not gonna cause inflammation. I'm just gonna house this peanut butter and jelly sandwich over the sink at nine o'clock. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, that's what I need to get away from. Yeah. It's um, hard. Like, you know, cause time is a big issue for everyone, yeah. you know, and then finding the time to, to plan, to shop, to cook, to clean up, like all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. So that's, that's where we come in to kind of, we'll do all the hard stuff and you yeah. just relax and just do it, the easy stuff. Yeah. And it is amazing to see how that makes a difference. Like, I love that. Like, I love when clients are like, hey, I felt good eating your meals. And yeah. And, like, I wasn't having stomach issues. And, yeah. you know, I have more energy and, and that kind of thing. So nice. It's rewarding. Do you partner up with, like, a dietitian, like, a, like a, any registered dietitians or anything to, like, help throw you some business? Um, we haven't yet. That's something I'm looking into. I think, that's, I think um, that'd be a good yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. I just, I just this thought popped in my head. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that would be good. Yeah. You know? Put out some feelers. Yeah. I know some of my clients um, work with specific people in the area, so, yeah. you know, would like to get connected with them. Yeah. See what we can work If you guys with. are listening, reach out to Linda. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, I think that's about all I that's about all I have for you. I try to keep this podcast pretty short because I think business people are going to listen to it. And, you know, we're, I think we're at 35 minutes now, so I'm trying to take up too, too much time here. But, I mean, is there anything overarching that you would want people to know about – 
about Linda or, or about taste buds or, or anything that you wanted, if you could shout from the rooftops. We really appreciate our clients. We really do. I can um, tell you do. Yeah. So I really can. It, it's personal for us and we love cooking for our people. So yeah, you know, happy to do it. It, it really brings a lot of joy to my life. Um, you know, to my employees life, not just with their paycheck. Sure. <laughs> they do like getting to know our people too. So sure. We love it. It's, yeah. It's appreciate the business. So you got a whole, you got a whole team of people that are just invested as, as you are in making sure that clients are ha- healthy, happy and well-fed. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Well, how can people, how can people find you? How can they reach out to you if they, if they're interested? Sure. Um, website, Taste Buds Personal Chef. You can Google us. Um, we're on Facebook, on Instagram, although probably not Instagram as much as we should be, but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> Facebook for sure. Um, and the website, you can reach me, um, my cell phone or my email is on all those things. Perfect. All right. Well, that is Linda from um, Taste Buds Personal Chef. Thank you so much. It was seriously a pleasure sitting here talking to you. I hope, I hope we can we can you know bring some business your way, but if 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 nothing else, let people know that there's great options for food right here in your backyard that really is 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 delivered by people who truly care. So hope hope we can uh, we can help you in some some way, shape, or form. And uh, yeah, thank you again. Appreciate it very much. Not a problem.